0: So, what are you doing later? You want to go to the movies?
1: Nah, what for?
0: To see a movie?
1: I've been to the movies.
0: Not this movie.
1: They're all the same. You go, you sit, you eat popcorn, you watch. I'm sick of it.
0: Did you shower today? Yeah. That's usually the kind of mood I'm in when I haven't showered.
1: When is it going to be my turn? When do I get my 15 minutes? I want my 15 minutes. Oh, quit
0: complaining. At least you have your health.
1: Ah, health's not good enough. I want more than health. Health's not doing it for me anymore. I'm sick of health.
0: November 16th, 2014. Welcome to the Twip Show.
1: Welcome to the Twip. Welcome
0: to the show. I'm gonna bite you, you know.
1: (laughs) I forgot about that. Call
0: back to a few episodes back, you know, uh, the vampire vampire thing
1: that we came up with for some reason.
0: So, (laughs) this is a bit of an old-timey twip. Now, see, for a long time, we've been recording in one place. But a ways back, we used to record in a different place. And today, we are in the different place from the aforetimes.
1: That's fine.
0: Your phone's going off.
1: Where is it?
0: Yeah. So, hi, folks. She's getting her phone. And I'm here. And I'm going to tell you about some stuff. Okay.
1: Off your post-it!
0: Yes. So, um, the first round of voting in the Audioverse Awards is taking place now, where we're going from nominees to finalists, I believe. Okay. So you may vote for a whole bunch of your pendant favorites in that right now, if you go to audioverseawards.net, only through November 17th. And then after that, there will be the final, final voting. Wait. What?
1: That's Monday.
0: Okay, so get your votes in today.
1: Yes, because you gotta be quick about it.
0: Speaking of votes... Huh? We had the pending nomination period, which has now concluded...
1: Oh my goodness! Yes? Now we'll see who is nominated for the things!
0: That's right, the official list of nominees will go up for voting tomorrow, so you will be voting for who you want to win the 2014 pendies.
1: I put some nominations in.
0: I hope you did too, folks out there. Mm -hmm. So are you ready to hear the official nominees?
1: Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are.
0: Here are your 2014 Pendy Award nominees.
1: Okay, if that's how we're going to do this.
0: Okay, please excuse us if this sounds a little different and the rest of the episode because we're recording this at midnight before the episode goes up because you know we had to wait for the nomination period to end and so we're a little tired
1: it shouldn't sound different except that we recorded the rest of the twip in the other room
0: well i meant that we sounded different because we're it's late now and
1: and and we turn into pumpkins
0: apparently So uh, the intro is recorded, you know, before at a different day and time when we were...
1: Why are you saying this?
0: We're moving on to the actual nominees right now. That's
1: what we're doing. Here we go. Okay.
0: I'm going to start it. You ready? Yes. Okay. The nominees for Best Comic Relief in a Pendant Production are John Clark as Kaylock in The Kingery, Phil Dawson as Edwin in Phantom Canyon, M. Sierra Garcia as Bobby Havner in Henderson and Havner, Alison Moser as festy in twelfth night. Is it festi or feste? I don't know. Um, I should know. Yeah. You think I would know. Joe J. Thomas as Henderson and Henderson and Hafner. It's late. Cut me some slack, would you? Okay. Wait. We... You read this one. Go.
1: I know. Why are you you won't even let me hold it? Fine.
0: Fine, take it then.
1: No, no, I don't want to hold it now.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My phone. We're talking uh, about my phone.
1: yes. Okay. And this is for sexiest female voice in a pen in production. Barbara Dillon as Clara in Phantom Canyon, which is a little weird.
0: <laughs> she was playing a teen, but she's not a teen, so it's okay.
1: Well, I guess. And, okay. Okay. Sierra Garcia as Major in The Gingery. Tracy Hall as Roxanne Dawes. Knox Avalon in Genesis Avalon. Is it Allison? I always... Yes, every is time, it Allison? Every time I read it, my brain wants to say different things. Okay. Allison Moser. Is it Moser? Moser. Moser? Really? <laughs> as Danica and Tabula Rosa. And Laura Post. As, yes. Jane Masterson, Genesis Avalon, and Genesis Avalon. Can
0: you tell we're tired? I don't think it's <sharp> obvious at all. The nominees for Sexiest Male Voice in a Pendant Production are David Alt as Sam Tyler Exodus Avalon in Genesis Avalon, Pete Mylon as Tommy Arkell in The Kingery, Joe J. Thomas as Dr. Calvin Finch in Tabula Rasa, Joe J. Thomas as Henderson in Henderson and Havner, and Jason R. Wallace as Terry Ganymede Morris in Tabula Rasa.
1: And the nominees for Best Hero in Appendant Production, David Alt as Exodus Avalon in Genesis Avalon. Susan Bridges, oh, that's me, as Aaron Jane <laughs> Sayre in Tabula Rasa. I'm a hero? Well, Barbara Dillon as Clara in Phantom Canyon. Pete Mylan as Sam in Phantom Canyon. And Laura Post as Genesis Avalon in Genesis Avalon.
0: Rushing it there? What? Okay, we're tired. The nominees for Best Villain in a Pendant Production are Alison Moser as Danica in Tabula Rasa. Oh,
1: you said her name right. Good for you.
0: <laughs> Mindy Keenan as Emily Buisson in The Kingery. Brian Reed as Mordred in Genesis Avalon. Jason R. Wallace as Iago in Othello. And Jason R. Wallace as Ganymede in Tabula Rasa.
1: Ooh, Best Actor in a summer sort of Short. Why did I go ooh? I don't know. <laughs> John Clark as Casey in Claims Adjustment. John Clark as Sam in Robin and Burgers. Lynn Cullen as Granger in Dirty Hands. Jim Edgar as Richard O'Malley in O'Malley's Media Storm. And Anna Rodriguez as Corey in Constant Vigilance.
0: The nominees for Best Writing in a Seminar Short are Jeffrey Bridges for Not So Different. I don't know that guy. Uh -uh. Colin Kelly for Robin and Burgers. Neil Kitson for Dirty Hands, Dave Morgan for Claims Adjustment, and Vincent Morrison for Decisions on Alien Suburbia. D- oh. Decisions. De- decisions. I, can tell. I like
1: that story. I like all those stories. Oh, yeah. I put them all through because I edited <laughs> You're them. You're the editor. Of course you <laughs> like them.
0: <laughs> like, that's a good category. That's, Whoever put those good. through is really smart. She's so <laughs> smart.
1: And the nominees for Best Seminar Short. Claims adjustment. You just put the titles in. Yes, I guess because it's like it's otherwise not you the don't writing the ones. These everyone. are the whole
0: shorts. Yes.
1: Okay. Claims adjustment, crimson cape, decisions on alien suburbia, not so different, and Robin Embers. And
0: the nominees for best supporting actor in the seminar rappers are Dave Morgan as Student Ninety Seven, Seth Adamshur as the professor, and Jason R Wallace as the dean.
1: And the nominees for Best Supporting Actor in The Kingery Renee Christine Jones as Sox, John Clark as Kaylock, M. Garcia as Major, Melissa Hearn as Allison, and Brian Reed as Zeff.
0: The nominees for Best Supporting Actor in Genesis Avalon are David Alt as Sam Tyler, Exodus Avalon, Paul Brugeman as Leo Blake, Chris Hackney as Noir, Teresa Stacy as Olivia, and Christopher Stoddard as Tim Arthur.
1: And the nominees for Best Supporting Actor in Tabula Rasa. Kristen Bayes as Lakeisha Morris. Pete Mylon as Nathan Clark.
0: You can Allison
1: do this. Moser? She's
0: going to be so offended.
1: I know. We and hung I, out with her. I love her. <laughs> like, And
0: you don't know how, what's her name?
1: I No, it's just every time I read her name, it breaks it my brain. Okay. as Danica. It is
0: Midnight. That's your only excuse.
1: Catherine Pride as Jesse Uriah Cesare. Jason R. Wallace as Terry Ganymede Morris.
0: The nominees for Best Supporting Actor in Phantom Canyon. Barbara Dillon as Clara. Leah Galino as Adelaide. Darian Lindell as Rebecca. Aiden Rudd as Henry. And Joe Stofko as Mr. David.
1: Uh, and the nominees for Best Supporting Actor in Othello. Karen Hamer as Desdemona. Katie Keating as Gratiano. Dave Morgan as Cassio, Mindy Raskinen as... Okay, you got to stop moving the phone, <laughs> as Amelia. <laughs> Sorry. And Jason R. Wallace as Iago. Look, my
0: back hurts. I'm leaning weird like, and it's twitching and... Okay. okay. The nominees for Best Supporting Actor in Twelfth Night. Nani Brennan as Olivia. Paul Brueggemann as Duke Orsino. Pete Milan as Melvolio. Allison Moser as Festy.
1: You did it again. What? I gotta be able to read her name like that. And Aidan
0: Rudd as Toby Belch.
1: (laughs) And nominees for Best Performance of a Sonnet in the Pendant Shakespeare. John Clark, Sarah Jane Clifton, Pete Mylan, Allison Moser.
0: Hooray! (laughs) And
1: Rodriguez.
0: You did it.
1: I sure did.
0: The nominees for Best Original Music in a Pendant Production. Karina Barroso for By Her Side, the Tabula Rasa main theme in Tabula Rasa. Okay, here we go. Get ready for these, folks. Vincent Morrison and Alison Moser for Hey Robin, Jolly Robin in Twelfth Night. Vincent Morrison and Alison Moser for Oh Mistress Mine in Twelfth Night. Vincent Morrison and Allison Moser for The Wind and the Rain in Twelfth Night. And Tom Stitzer for Phantom Canyon Theme in Phantom Canyon.
1: And the nominees for Best Lead Actor in a Pennant Production. Me as Jane in Tabula Rasa. You know who I am, right? No. Uh, pr- probably do. Okay. It's not important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sierra Garcia as Havner <laughs> in Henderson and Havner. And Pete Milan as Tommy R. Kell in The Kingery. Pete Milan as Sam in Phantom Canyon. Vincent Morrison as Othello in Othello. Marley Norton as Viola in Twelfth Night. Laura Post as Jaina Masterson Genesis avalon in genesis avalon i almost said genesis masterson okay uh, joe, it's so late joe j thomas as henderson in henderson and havner
0: the nominees for best direction in a pendant production are landon bell for the pendant shakespeare jeffrey and susan bridges for henderson and havner who are those guys uh we've done this joke five times i'm yeah. so sorry not we're, important we're so tired oh <laughs> uh, oh paul Bruggeman for seminar very good dave morgan for the kingery Jared Page for Phantom Canyon. Catherine Pride for Genesis Avalon. And Anna Rodriguez for Tabula Rasa.
1: And the nominees for Best Writing in a Production. Jeffrey and Susan Bridges for Henderson and Havner. Yeah, I,
0: no, I'm not saying anything.
1: Jeffrey Bridges, Susan Bridges, and Jeffrey Thorne for Phantom Canyon. Catherine Pride and Christian Bates for Genesis Avalon. You don't have to move it. Sorry. Okay. Jeffrey Bridges, Susan Bridges, Renee, Christine Jones, Pete Milan, Jared Page, Catherine Bryant, and Perry Whittle for the kangaroo. We're a
0: mouthful. Um,
1: whoa. <laughs> Are you? <ya>? Okay. <laughs> Colin Kelly, and Jack Kulk for Zephinar, Jack Kulk for Tabula Rasa.
0: I should mention, because this is going to be kind of confusing. I see now. Um, all the other categories, all the nominees were in alphabetical order. And this one, it seems that some of them were not because Jack Kalk was last and his C comes early. So, okay, it's really late and that's my excuse. Shh. If any of these, they were I meant to be alphabetical. I think you need to really explain it. No. It's supposed to be alphabetical. And if it's not, it's because it's late and I'm tired. Okay, the nominees for Best Pendant Production are Genesis Avalon, Henderson and Havner, The Kingery, The Pendant Shakespeare, Phantom Canyon, Seminar, and Tabula Rasa. There you go. Those are your nominees for the two thousand fourteen Pendy Awards.
1: Thank you for nominating, and then now you vote sometime. The soon. official
0: voting form will be up tomorrow on Monday. Right. You will have two weeks, just like with the nomination. So get those votes in. Vote, and vote. Okay, back to the more awake versions of us after the interview. Sure. Whoa. Hooray! Congratulations! Yes. You're all awesome. Cheers. I'm going to bed.
2: From San Francisco, California, we have Perry Whittle on the line. Hello. Hello, Perry. Hi, Jordan. How's it
3: going? i um, good. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well, thanks. So, thank you for taking the time to, to do the interview.
3: Thank you for taking the time to interview me.
2: Um, you've been on my list for a while now.
3: <laughs> Uh-oh.
2: So, um, let's jump right in. I have questions and pendulums have questions and as i say um hopefully you have answers or this is very short and one-sided
3: um okay good interview bye yeah.
2: all right <laughs> thanks again
3: um
2: <laughs> let let's um let's go back back way back and actually let, let's even go farther back than i had originally planned on going um i i want to know because you've been very prolific in in pendant um what got you into audio drama and and what got you dependent?
3: Well, okay. So what got me dependent is a somewhat easier question. Okay. Um, and it's basically three words, Seth, Adam, (laughs) sure. Uh, um, I, uh, was interested in audio theater from a long, long time way back. Um, when I was in high school and I'm I'm not that young, so it was a long time ago. Um and yeah, and and I was just really fascinated by it. Um I got a uh, a couple of record albums by the Firesign Theater and they were uh a comedy troupe that worked in audio theater and made uh Long-playing records. I understand they're hip now. Vinyl is hip again. Um, In in using techniques of both um, rock and roll music and also of um, old-time radio, they uh, went into a studio and made these. I thought. I still think marvelous, incredible um, comedy records. Uh, With lots of drug references and counterculture references and rock and roll references and all kinds of uh, mystical bizarre Carryings on and I thought that was the greatest thing in the world And so I've got really heavily into audio theater because of that, but not so much the like the old-time stuff Mm -hmm. but um, sort of more contemporary stuff Um, then you know i put that aside and uh you know did other things for a long time and then at some point i was at a job where um voice acting and and creating little you know very tiny little um semi dramatic audio things uh was a tiny little part of the job and i got really interested in that and started taking classes in voice acting and um I took many classes, and Seth Adams sure was in many of the same classes. So we started off being acquaintances, and then nodding acquaintances, and then speaking acquaintances, and then sort of pals. And Seth was also very much into audio theater. And when we found that, that we had that common interest, Seth really pushed me to get involved in um, Pendant and a couple of other online groups, and um, also into the uh, live groups the groups there are a couple groups in the in San Francisco area that uh, work live and um, so uh, um, one is called um, the one act players and the other one is called shoestring uh, uh, shoestring radio theater and I'm still working a lot with shoestring Um, one act players is uh, not quite as active these days they're not putting out as much stuff um, so I'm not working with them as much. Okay. But that's sort of uh, so, so when Seth, uh, and Jeffrey started Dixie Stenberg, and I have a feeling this is where you were originally heading. Um, yeah, <laughs> they, uh, Seth talked to me. He told me that this thing was going to be cool and it was going to be original. And, um, then the casting call came out and I started auditioning for stuff. And eventually I got the role of Benedict Orochenko.
2: So when I first started listening to Pendant, old-timey radio was not my thing, so that was something that I kind of resisted for a while. Um, shame on me, because it was awesome. Um, so Benedict was a very, very cool character. You You really captured like this big bear of a Russian who, or I should say teddy bear of a Russian. Um, because he really, you know, as much of the the warrior that he was, he really did have this other dimension to him. Was there any kind of inspiration that you remember that you used for,
3: for him? Um, it, uh, I used to play chess a lot. Mm-hmm. And so there's a big Russian influence in chess, right? Um, So I, uh, you know, was interested in Russian culture and the Russian language, um, new bits and pieces of things. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things that I, uh, experimented with in all the voice acting classes that I took was a Russian accent. And it seemed to get, uh, a big reaction when I did that. People seemed to think I did a pretty good job at it. And then, um from talking with Seth and from reading the the casting call, it seemed like this, that Dixie Stenberg was supposed to be a spoof of 1940s radio shows. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that, you know, from, from what I knew of old time radio, I thought that, you know, what, what would be typical then would be a really broad, almost comedic Russian accent. And so since that's kind of what i had that's what i went with and then and i think that's what i started out with and then as the show progressed um you know tried to it, it never got less broad um, but it maybe <laughs> maybe got a little bit less comedic
2: yeah there was some um dramatic bits to to benedict um especially when we got into his past and how he was dealing with things in the future or, you know, as as his life had continued onward. And of course there was Drunk Benny.
3: Yes. Right. That was fun. Right.
2: <laughs> um, Anything in particular about that character, doing that character that stands out as something, you know, memorable or that you're particularly proud of?
3: I love the whole thing. Um, i don't i yeah i don't know i was, i remember i had this idea that um that he uh um, that he had to appear to be a super patriot right I wasn't sure whether or not he really believed in the soviet uh, uh experiment mm-hmm. but um i felt like on the surface he had to project the uh, idea of being a perfect Soviet citizen in order to be in a position where he could be allowed to to join this uh this um international team. Other otherwise the the powers that be wouldn't let him out. So anyway, so that was I don't know. I don't know if I'm proud of that, but that's just one that's a thing that I remember was coming up with this idea because his his first line is long live Stalin and I was Going, oh my gosh! How in the world? How in the how in the world am I gonna, um, you know, justify that? How how am I gonna make the sense of that?
2: Okay, very cool. Um, so after fifty episodes, um, the show had its finale, and everybody kind of got their 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 moment in spotlight, and then um, I can't remember. I think as Dixie was ending we were starting up another show that you have a more central role on with uh the kingery
3: yeah well the kingery had started um while while dixie was still um yeah still going strong okay so
2: it it was a while back yeah seven years i think now for
3: i guess so yeah we um i have the script for uh season seven episode 12 Mm -hmm. and we took a few months off there so yeah it's been at least so and yeah and i need to record those lines and get them in (laughs) because um yeah i don't want to be late
2: yep so you play the wrench that's right hooks that's right so um when we first meet hooks he's really neurotic
3: (laughs) Yes, that's true.
2: And he is, he has a totally different, it, it seems like you sourced something totally different for Hooks, for his voice, and I guess if people hadn't been listening to you on Pendant for a while and didn't maybe know it was you, they might think it was somebody else entirely voicing Hooks from Benedict.
3: Well, thank you. I I hope so. Yeah
2: so i'll ask the same question for hooks i asked about benedict where where did you get what you decided to do for with hooks
3: um it really came from the the uh casting call Mm -hmm. uh um he there was some Real social awkwardness and and sexual anxiety was very clear in the lines that I was given to read for the casting call, mm. and so I thought he would just be incredibly highly strung, um, <laughs> and so that's how I tried to do the audition. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I I'm happy that he's calmed down a lot since those early days, because that amount of nervous tension was really draining to uh, to supply in front of the microphone uh, for a, for any length of time. Mm-hmm. It was really exhausting.
2: Uh, so. it, it would probably be exhausting to deal with Hooks for any length of time. I think that's why his meetings with Tommy are so short. Yes.
3: <laughs> yes. Yes. So
2: Hooks has not just calmed down. He's really like... I mean, he's been on a roller coaster the last couple seasons, but he's really, um, kind of coming into his own, it seems. Yeah. Especially lately.
3: Yeah. Now and again, it seems, yeah. Well, I think that's, uh, I think that's true with all the characters. We're, We're always trying to find new stuff for them to do, and new, um, new crazy situations to put them in. So, uh, I think, I hope, um maybe with hooks it's not quite as much um um personal drama as with everybody else but uh
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah i don't know all that anxiety and he's supposed to be really smart and um and uh, and he's also got a lot of uh anxiety about responsibility so i guess one of the things that we do to put hooks in uncomfortable situations is give him a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. <laughs> especially especially for um yeah anything anything dicey or against the law that really that really makes him nervous and so i think that's a place we like to go
2: yeah now um i i already know what my answer to this question would be but um you know for you what's really stood out or been a thing you've really enjoyed doing with hooks over the last seven years
3: those questions are always so hard because i'm always always just right um
2: and it's always a lot doing, easier for me as a listener.
3: <laughs> always, always doing whatever's you know the latest thing. Or always trying to find something in the in the current script that's um, interesting and exciting. Um, and and so we don't compare them. Um, uh, uh, I can only uh, call out a few things that that I, that seem to stand out. Um, okay. I, I guess one thing, you know, I'm fairly proud of is that the, f- the first episode, which, um, you know, is sort of like an introduction to the Kingery and Hooks was the new guy. So the first episode, there was a lot of Hooks. He was really sort of the, the character through whom, you know, the, the entire audience got to see the Kingery. Um, so I was on Mike a lot and I'm proud of that. I think, you know, that worked. Um, and I think there was some, there was something, uh, Hooks is, is, um, hooked on drugs or something and Devi gives him a shot or some sort of antidote and, um, I seem to remember, um, uh, screaming and, uh, moaning a lot. Uh, and yeah, in front of the microphone, and um, that's I can't not remember. as easy as it sounds. I, it's yeah, it's, it's it makes you really self conscious, there, yeah. you know, <laughs> I can imagine I, Yeah, uh, my girlfriend is a great uh help to me, um, and she understands that, and she's <laughs> always always reminding me, you know, I can go out. If you, you know, need the need the apartment to yourself to do this, mm-hmm. so um, sometimes I actually take her up on that and say, "Yeah, you, you gotta go."
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can't hear this till it airs. Yeah, yeah <laughs> This is
3: this is too embarrassing.
2: So, <laughs> okay. Um, there are two things for me that I have thoroughly enjoyed with hooks. One um, is the heist. Yeah, um, I think that was really the first time we saw Hooks in his element, in like in control of everything, and was almost a, a different character. Yeah, the other one for me um, was the goodbye scene for Devi. I thought that was oh, good. Just expertly done heart-wrenching um so i actually i loved the way that came out
3: well great great thank you and i i don't remember the acting that i did during the heist uh as much but i do remember the mixing and i i really enjoyed um mixing all of that stuff and the um putting together all the lines that i got i thought I thought everybody did a really fantastic job, and was oh, yeah. I, I was really happy with how that whole thing came out.
2: That one was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, for sure, for sure. Yes, getting lots and different lots of different splashes and blurbles and blorps and, <laughs> and mixing them all together to make it sound as disgusting as possible. Yes, I enjoyed that.
2: So, you've directed the Canary. Mm-hmm. You've written the Kingery. You've acted the Kingery.
3: Well, I haven't. I haven't written the King. I've been part of the part of the writing team. I suppose I should say yes. Uh, but yes, but I have written scripts for the Kingery.
2: Um, so you are a triple threat, um, unless we are going to be hearing you sing sometime soon.
3: I yeah. Who knows? Who knows?
2: Are, are you no, I, no, a I musical bent?
3: Yeah, sort of.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we keep finding people in Pendant who are like surprised. I'm in, I mean, I do I do music stuff, and yeah, we get I've... things like the the new Kingery theme or right singing. We get jazz music and singing.
3: <laughs> yeah, for
2: Twelfth Night. Yeah, Pendant rocks, huh. man.
3: <laughs> yes, a lot of a lot of creativity out there.
2: So, between the writing, the directing, and the acting, where do you feel most at
3: home um i'm I'm trying to concentrate on the writing mm-hmm. um I'm afraid I'm not doing a great job of it, so I'm not sure that means I feel at home there yet okay. um, The directing was an awful lot of fun, but also an awful lot of uh huge time commitment Mm -hmm. and um i don't i don't know how that would work out again um but i really enjoyed it um and the acting is just that's the least um it seems to me the least uh uh time intensive so that's something that i can continue to do Mm -hmm. uh and I I enjoy it if uh, if I feel like I'm doing a good job. There are also times when um, I I tend not to send these in to the, to the um, directors, but I'll give a you know a line reading and go, oh man, that was the worst thing ever. Okay, <laughs> let me try that a different way. So um, so you know the, each each aspect has its own uh you know its own advantages and disadvantages mhm i would i would say i'm trying to con- concentrate on the writing uh and as i said not doing a real good job
2: but well i have to beg to differ with you on that and i think some other people that i've talked to um would also disagree with you because they love your seminar shorts man oh good um, yeah well
3: i i mean i i like them too um but I'm, I haven't produced one in a while, so that's, that's where I mean I'm I'm falling down on the job.
2: Well, people are saying questions that I had submitted were things like, uh, are you planning to write more stuff for Seminar?
3: Um, yes, someday.
2: <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, because you've written a good bit for Seminar. Yes. Um, do you have a favorite of the ones you've done?
3: I had an inkling you might ask me that, um, so I thought about it a little bit, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, well, one of my favorites, at any rate. Um, well, let me give you two of my favorites. Two of my favorites are the burrower, <laughs> uh, or, or as I originally t- titled it, origin story: the burrower! Mm-hmm. Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, um, the other one, Hugh Dunnett, which I co-wrote with Brendan Peterson. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed uh, both of those.
2: And of your shorts that have aired, um, going from page or or electronic page to audio, um, is there one that I I, I won't make you say you know, which one of those is your favorite as far as performance and having how it all comes out. But is there one that stands out as, yeah, that's kind of cool or, or
3: surprised you? Well, they all surprise me in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple things that really, uh, really surprised me were in, um, ruminations, mm-hmm. uh, which is the one about the um the talking cows ara <laughs> Pellody, w uh her performance as agnes uh just r- really stunned and delighted me um the the whole way through she uh, just uh was tremendous um and in i remember being shocked and amazed by what Amanda Fitzwater was doing in Wanda's wonderful wizard world as uh, Wanda the interviewer Um, she I guess she uh, I I don't get the reference but I think she was um, she was doing an an impression of somebody um, and it was just incredibly loopy and fantastic and I loved every moment of it
2: very cool um seminar short that may or may not necessarily been one that you've acted in or, or written do you have a, a favorite there
3: a favorite that i wasn't in or wrote no <laughs> no it's it's only good it's only good and memorable if i wrote it or i'm in it <laughs> okay um have and i'm not got... biased that's just a fact <laughs> you know? that's just a fact
2: have you ever thought about, um, pitching a series for pendant? Yes. Oh, do tell. Oh, Oh, tell. Oh, um, follow up question. Oh, do tell. I I
3: have, I have thought about it, but okay. So here's uh, one of the weird things that I think about writing. Um, I think that, um, I, and this is not an original thought. I'm stealing this pretty much from somebody else. Um, that uh, stories um, come from within you and they have a pressure to get out into the world. And you can either let them out into the world by writing them down and, you know, actually creating them. Or, and this may not go for everybody but it definitely goes for me or you can let them out by talking about them mm-hmm. and then so the issue is that when you talk about what you're thinking of doing it tends to right the, the story doesn't understand that it's not art yet <laughs> it just knows it's out in the world and the pressure to you know to get something out into the world uh is reduced and and so so, so I'm very reluctant to talk about so no details, the, <laughs> the stuff that, yeah, the okay. stuff that I want to do. Okay. I, I guess I can say, um, my model is sort of a mini series like, uh, like Red Sands Investigations, mm-hmm. uh, along along those lines. That is something that I can. I'm I'm impressed and amazed by people who. Um, write these stories that are similar to television series that that sort of start and don't have a you know a really well-defined end point
2: mm-hmm.
3: um that's just that's something that i can't imagine so for for me it would have to be something where i could you know see the beginning and see the end and mm-hmm. you know um figure out how to get from here to there
2: okay so we'll be seeing that series or hearing that series next year
3: cool <laughs> um, yeah yeah, well, when you said you know have you ever thought of this? Yes, you know when i was uh like the first when in the first season I was submitting stuff to seminar, mm-hmm. I was thinking about that stuff, so you know i it's it's been a long time um and I don't think I've ever really gotten around to actually. No, I can, I can say with authority. I have never gotten around to actually submitting anything for consideration. Okay.
2: Well, hopefully it will be something that makes its way with enough pressure onto the page. And uh, Jeffrey will hear from you. Yeah. That'll be cool. So, in addition to the other shows, you've also had a good bit in... Um, Shakespeare
3: yes I've yes I guess I've been in a couple of the Shakespeare productions
2: Um, somebody submitted a question asking specifically about uh, Don John and what inspired the voice behind Don John
3: yes I think um, I I don't remember that all that perfectly but if i what i do remember seems to me uh the inspiration was sort of the um the page right it's it's the words that were on the page mm-hmm. um, i believed that at the beginning he was supposed to be very tired and very sad and so i tried to channel that i tried to remember what it was like after i um played the incredibly Uh, hyper tense hooks for, you know, 20 minutes in a row and then, you know, got all exhausted. Um, so I tried to do that, tried to use sort of my own voice, maybe a little bit pitched a little bit lower than normal. Mm -hmm. And also, um, with, you know, without putting on an English accent, trying to do, uh, um speech with good good diction uh and then it seemed to me that uh, later on he got nastier and you know was saying more angry and vile things about people so then uh i think if i remember i just uh i just gave him a little more energy and made him a an angry irritable person okay and then yeah, there was a um there was a guy I used to work with. Um this is back in the day bef- uh in the days before everyone had voicemail and compute and every person had a computer on his desk and I was working in an office and there was a guy who really didn't like who who was like the second backup receptionist mm-hmm. and he didn't really like it. But the the at that point the thing was When a call came into the company uh, uh, and you weren't at your desk, the call would roll over to the receptionist who would then answer the phone and page you, right, uh, over an intercom, you know, throughout the entire office. And he paged somebody one day and I was in a room with somebody else and another guy turned to me and I said, man, I love how he turns his irritation into diction, because he his diction, when he paged someone, was so precise that you knew exactly how much he hated you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, you know, it's just that kind of, you know, turning the irritation into, I think, you know, diction and precision and being persnickety about how you say words. Okay. And I could, and I'm... I hope that's somewhat accurate about how I got around to playing Don John the way I did. Okay. And if not, sorry, but I hope it's a good story anyway.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah. Hey, hey, we won't know. (laughs) Um, Do you have any other projects that you're working on that uh, you want to share?
3: I... um have been acting with Shoestring Radio Theater uh, pretty frequently. They're available at Mm -hmm. www.shoestring.org. They also have a Facebook page where they put some of their... um, their, uh, They actually have uh, contracts with radio stations, so they don't keep all their MP3s or all their audio shows available all the time. Sometimes they, sometimes they do on their Facebook page, but at their website, generally not. Um, so uh, I would just tell people, you know, if you want to hear um, more of me acting, which is kind of hard for me to believe, but okay, um, takes all kinds. Um, you, could, you could go to www.shoestring.org and see, you know, if I'm in any of the, the latest stuff. Okay. I don't cool. I don't think I have anything particular there, but um I've been working with them a fair amount.
2: All right. Any other projects? That's
3: uh that's all that's really current. Okay. Yeah.
2: Can people find you online outside of pendant in uh social media?
3: No. No, you have to go to the um dependent <laughs> um, <laughs> um what is it uh uh group and uh you can you can send me an email there okay and we can probably get to you
2: through the contact page on pendantaudio.com to get yeah,
3: something could, to you could be yeah okay yeah I'm, i have not been very good uh in recent years about uh checking my email frequently so um yeah don't uh don't send me anything that you need a response to in a big hurry
2: (laughs) well i'm i'm grateful that you were quick to respond to my request for for the interview so we could get this set up
3: yeah it was a little bit shocking actually i mean mean, for for me yeah
2: (laughs) now you've you've been on the list for a while so you know
3: well, very good, and now I'm now I'm crossed off. So, for now, that, that feels till good. Till we too. come
2: back again. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, folks can find me on Twitter at JG underscore qa, or on Facebook www.facebook.com facebook slash jordan dot gottlieb dot five zero three six because that's what they assigned me. And um, once again, Perry, thank you so much for taking the time. This, was you know i'm first and foremost a fan so it's a big thrill for for me to get to talk to to you and 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 talk about the stuff that i've been listening to for god knows how long now
3: (laughs) oh thank you so much and um oh i guess in terms of other stuff that i've done um i guess i should mention kingery season seven episode nine um Which will be released, I believe, January 7th, 2015. So, sorry. Wow, I totally blanked on that. And
2: we've got a Tiggery in December also on the 3rd.
3: Hmm. That should be good. That should be episode 8. Yep. I believe I'm in that one, so that one will be good.
2: (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, i looking at the Coming Soon page on the Pendant website, com, And if you haven't been listening to stuff about the Pendant website, you might want to go out there because, oh, it's looking pretty cool now. It looked yeah. cool before, but it's looking cool in a whole different way now. Yeah. I'm digging it.
3: Yeah, you are absolutely right. I checked it out earlier this morning so that I could... Uh figure out when my next episode was going to air. And then I totally forgot to mention it. So
2: well, episode seven just came out. So we've got a little while before December 3rd. So
3: yeah.
2: Awesome. Again, thank you so much. Thank you. And we will send this back to Jeffrey and Susan. It's over. It's over. It's
1: over. Just the interview. It's over. Coming out Wednesday, November 19th. Tabula Rasa season two, episode seven.
0: That sounded serious.
2: You look like you need a drink. Or seven. Next time, on Tabula Rasa, Ganymede is on the run from the law.
0: What's to stop me from shooting you right now?
2: And though McGrath and the Organized Crimes Team has banded together to protect Lakeisha's family.
1: I don't care how much help they think they're being. I hate having them around.
3: Mom, they're here to keep the boys safe, okay? Just relax.
2: It still may not be enough.
0: Everybody can walk away from this in one piece. We've already got the building surrounded.
3: Like I have anything left to lose.
2: Hostages are taken and windows broken in Season 2, Episode 7 of Tabula Rasa, only at PendantAudio.com.
1: Get your hands off the old woman Ganimator. I'll blow your goddamn head off. La, 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 the show is almost done. Yay!
0: (laughs) That's all we got for you this week.
1: That's fine.
0: You already said that. I know. Now there's twice. Yep. Now there's twice.
1: (laughs) There sure is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations to all of our 2014 pendy award It's nominees. very exciting. Get your voting done. You've only got 2 weeks go to pendantaudio.com. You'll see the link right there on the main page. Vote. Vote. Oh crap, I forgot to mention in the news part. Oh, uh, the new website finally went up. Hope you enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> you just say that but whispering. The, <laughs> on, the, on the Well, Okay. You'll you'll see. Surprise.
0: <laughs> News even at the end of the show. It's, you never know what's going to happen. That's you got to right. listen to the whole thing.
1: Unpredictable. Pew pew. 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 Like bullets.
0: So the new also. website up, it's really cool. Go take a look. It's yeah. still com and vote Independies. All right. All right. Be sure to stop by that new website, PendantAudio.com, and our Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash pendant, the Facebook page at facebook.com slash pendant audio, the Twitter feed at twitter.com slash pendant web, and the Tumblr at pendantaudio.tumblr.com. We'll see you back here in two weeks.
1: This is Susan Bridges.
0: And Jeffrey Bridges. Thanks for listening.
1: Is it before times?
0: Because we're sitting here instead of in the other place. That's, that's what not, I said earlier. No, it's
1: this times and this times, also the past. It's
0: like the f- earlier we were here, but then we were there. But for today, we're back here. It's
1: the future. It's deep. Man. Computers. What? That's the future. See. What? Sad High School football
3: rules.
1: (laughs) You won't even let me hold it? Fine. Fine, take it then. No, no, I don't want to hold it now.